0: I want to take a minute now and step into this message and scripture portion of our service. Megan mentioned that we were talking about some exciting news today. I don't know if you remember this, but it was more than two months ago that we talked about the people of Israel first going into exile. We have talked for a long time about people of Israel in exile. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of sick of talking about exile. But even after those two months, that is nothing compared to the 70 years that they actually spent in exile. But we've got good news today. The people are coming home, finally, and from a little bit of an unexpected way of God working. So let's hear in our video today about how God brings his people home.
1: God's people had been living in Babylon for decades. King Nebuchadnezzar had completely destroyed Jerusalem. Many of God's people had died. Others lived in Babylon. Some of their children and grandchildren were born in Babylon and grew up there. But Babylon was not their home. Before God's people were taken away from Judah, God promised through the prophet Jeremiah that the exile would last 70 years. Then God would bring his people back to the land. At last, the time had come for God's people to go home. Cyrus, king of Persia, had taken over Babylon. God gave Cyrus an idea. Cyrus made an announcement. God wants me to build him a temple in Jerusalem. So let all of God's people go back to Jerusalem so they can rebuild the Lord's temple. Anyone who stays behind should give the travelers anything they need gold and silver, animals, and gifts for God's temple. The exile was over. God's people were free to go back to their homes. God's promise was coming true. So the people got ready to go to Judah. All their neighbors helped them by giving them gifts, gold and silver, animals, and other expensive things. King Cyrus even brought out the dishes that King Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple in Jerusalem before he destroyed it. The king's treasurer counted them. 30 gold basins, 1,000 silver basins, 29 silver knives, 30 gold bowls, 410 silver bowls, and 1,000 other pieces. In all, there were 5,400 pieces of gold and silver. The leader of God's people, a man named Shesh Bazar, brought all these things along when the captives returned from Babylon to Jerusalem. God always keeps his promises. God chose to use King Cyrus in his plan to graciously deliver his people from exile. King Cyrus' action to free the people Reminds us of Jesus when God chose to rescue sinners and bring us to our true home in His kingdom of grace.
0: God keeps His promises. And that's exciting news for His people that this God is actually faithful to keep His promises. And if you got a chance or you do get a chance to, to sit down with your family and read Ezra chapter 1, you'll notice how God keeps his promises in this circumstance is to stir up people's spirits. It says it two times in that short chapter that he stirs up the spirit of Cyrus and he stirs up the spirit of his people. And when we think about spirits being stirred up, it's not, it's not like the stirring that you do when you, when you stir your pancake batter on a, on a Saturday morning. But It's like being stirred up when you have something big to do. When you're going to the state park to see the manatees on a Saturday morning and the kids kind of run into the room and they stir up the bedroom and all of a sudden everybody's awake. The spirits are being stirred up. They're being woken up. They're being put into action by God. Nothing stirs up our spirits. Nothing excites us more than a promise that's about to be fulfilled. Think about it with your own children. Imagine that you give them a promise that when you pick them up from school, you're gonna take them out to ice cream, right? And kids, imagine that promise getting closer and closer. It's 2.45, your parents said they're gonna pick you up and take you to ice cream at the end of school. You're excited. And when you get in the car, you don't just go into the car and kind of mope about and fall asleep. But you're excited and awake and ready for that promise to be fulfilled. And that's how God stirs up spirits. That's how God awakens hearts. He calls people forward with exciting news of the promises that he wants to fulfill to his people. And he does it really in two ways in this this text. He, He awakens the heart of Cyrus first. And Cyrus was really one of the most unlikely people that would be a savior to the people of Israel because he was a king of Persia. And one of the things it means to be a king of Persia is it means that you have, first of all, a lot of gods. Right? Cyrus worshipped all of these different things that were priorities in his life, whether that's the god of the harvest or the god of rain or the god of having children, whatever they were. He worshipped a lot of gods. But as a king of Persia, Cyrus didn't only worship gods, but he claimed to be a god. He was a God in his own mind who was a little bit more important than all of those other gods. But God woke him up. And in his kind of spiritual slumber, God woke him up. And we heard about the prophet Daniel last week and that whole lion den incident actually brought King Cyrus to faith in the one true God, the God of Israel, who he calls the God of heaven because he realizes That this God is over every other thing that he considered a priority in his life before. This God is in control of it all. God woke up this king's heart. And when he realized that this was actually the true God, this king sends God's people home. And he tells them to build a temple to their God. God wasn't done waking up hearts. No, he woke up the hearts of his people too. As soon as King Cyrus gives this decree, the people overflow with excitement. They overflow with excitement so much that even though they had spent 70 years in Babylon building new lives, building comfortable lives there in Babylon, they decided that they were going to leave the comfort of their lives because they were so excited for the promises that God was going to fulfill. They left behind their comfortable lives. They got up, brought their families, and decided that for months they would walk through the desert until they got to the land that God had promised them. Their hearts were woken up. And not only does God stir up spirits and wake up hearts, but he even inspires the people who stay behind because they're so excited about what God is doing to give gold and silver and animals to the people and send them on their way through the desert. You see, God keeps his promises. He keeps his promises, and those promises coming to fulfillment is so exciting that it wakes up the hearts of his people. So my question for you today is how is God waking up your heart? Because whether we realize it or not, we live at an unbelievably exciting period of time in history where we can actually look back and see God keeping his promises We can see him keep his promises to his people Israel. We can see him keep his promises to all of creation as he sends his son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins, to rise from the dead, and to go to sit at the right hand of God where he's actually making a place for us. He's giving us an eternal home and building it even here and now. We to see a God who has kept his promises and we live so close to the time when Jesus is actually going to come back and welcome us into this home. We are so close to the promise being fulfilled. And with those amazing promises of eternal life with God, of, of our lives in this world put right again How does God wake up your heart with those promises? Maybe he wakes up your heart a little bit like King Cyrus and you have all of these priorities lined up in your life and and you think of yourself as the one who is over all of them. Well, maybe God's trying to wake up your heart to help you realize that he is over everything in your life. Or maybe 2022, was just a really long year and it feels like you're so far from God's promise being fulfilled as 2023 starts and it doesn't seem all that much better but you're reminded that this God does keep his promises and he will keep them again or maybe, maybe you hear the message of God's promises being fulfilled and it fills you up with such excitement that you're willing to, to lay aside some of the comforts of your life, some of the things that you've done for yourself to serve the people around you, to serve your families, to serve your neighbors, to serve your coworkers or your fellow students, and, and to overflow with the excitement of what God has done so much that we get to share it with the people around us. Maybe God's waking up your heart for that. Whatever it is, this morning, we get to hear a story of a God who keeps his promises. And when those promises reach fulfillment, they fill us up with such excitement because we know that our God is giving us a place that we can belong with him forever. No matter how much this world might push us around, We have a God who keeps his promises. And those promises are so close to the final fulfillment. Amen? Amen.